Ackerman. Hi. Hi. Welcome to Word Tetris. It has been too long. It has been too long. It's been way too long since we saw each other and spoke. You guys have since you moved, you you had a pilot going. When we last saw each other on my old show, you had a pilot going on. You had just left Suits. You had, and no, were you, yeah, you had left Suits. You were doing a CBS pilot that didn't go because, oh, and by the way, there's a dog in the background. Yeah, sorry. So <laughs> you hear. That cameo you know, is my dog, Zoro. Uh, currently drinking his water. Yeah. Um, the, and the pilot was based on the Mythbusters, uh, right? Yes. And then then CBS said, you know what? It'd be really cool. What if we did MacGyver? And you guys went, but our thing is MacGyver. Yeah. <laughs> they were sort of like when they, when they bought uh, Mythbusters, we were told they've been looking for their MacGyver for a long time. <laughs> and this is their MacGyver. So we were like, of course, this is that's great. This is a match made in heaven. And then they bought, then they bought MacGyver. MacGyver. <laughs> so that's one of those sort of tales of television that you, you know. But take. then you, but then as a consolation prize, which I'd argue is not a consolation prize, you got to go work on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's right. Yeah. The next thing we did was we ended up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which we just finished our second season on. And, During the uh, Ghost Rider season, which yeah, was the first season, that was pretty exciting. We um, they didn't they didn't really tell us about Ghost Rider during you know our meeting because Marvel is very strict about rumors and what gets out there, and so you know you have to sign an NDA even to meet with them. And really, uh, yeah, and so we had a clue. About I mean, I have to sign an NDA to watch screener, so I get it. Yeah, yeah, and it it made sense, and. Um, they, we talked a little bit about uh, the LMDs because that had been sort of set up at the end of, of uh, the previous season. So they could talk about that, but we didn't really know about Ghost Rider till, until we got the we job. Got, yeah, we got the job, and then there was an email that sort of went around that was like, we got Robbie Reyes, and I was like, who's Robbie Reyes? Because I knew, you know, I, I knew, you the, knew the classic you knew Johnny Ghost Cage. Rider, but not... Um, not Robbie. Yeah, so... I have a giant... They sent, they sent to us, the critics... They sent giant movie posters of of a uh, comic book drawn oh, yeah. Robbie Reyes, but the Shield version of him uh, in Ghost Rider with the car, and it's like that. I got that poster framed. I don't normally awesome. get. I it's don't normally beautiful. keep the swag, but I was like, I gotta get one of these. The um, the art that goes with the comic was really beautiful, and I think that was when we started reading it. It was like super inspirational, and I think. Um, the goal of the show and, and of Mark Kolpak, who is our special effects guy, like was to to out uh, Nicholas Cage, Nicholas Cage's version. Yeah, <laughs> to erase that from everybody's memory. And, and you and guys, and you guys did the Good Samaritan episode. Then. That was yours, wasn't it? Uh, no, we did the um, prison episode. Yes, which was, yeah, which was pretty which was gnarly. fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here's the deal: you guys are the first writers team I've had on the show. Oh, wow. So this is interesting because I want to know what rewriting is like from the perspective of a team effort. Because it's one thing to be doing it alone and right. be obsessing over it on your own. But as a team, how do you how do you deal with the, you know, the restructuring and the breaking things down and building it back up and bounce like and it's one, well, one person likes a scene, but the other one doesn't like a scene. They want to change it, but I don't want to change it. How do you right. deal how do you deal with that cohesion? Well, as a team and as just any writer, one of the things that is the most helpful, especially when you're talking about doing structural rewrites, cutting scenes, culling characters out of episodes, that's where your room really helps you. I think in that way, everybody's sort of part of that team. Yeah, it's yeah. highly collaborative. Like the more brains you have, I think on a structural rebreak, 
of an episode, the better. And so if we ever get into that situation where we've either written an outline or pitched an episode idea, and it's for us, it's usually it's like, girls, this is too big. Like, we'll yeah. write, we'll go out and pitch the like feature film version with right. the feature film budget, and they'll be like, all right, let's get real. So we need to, so you, <laughs> I, I, we need you to pull back at least four of the pulse arrays. Right, yeah, exactly. Five I mean, of the explosions. We can't have the helicopter this week. Right, I mean, that's literally sort of, it gets down to, to that kind of nitty gritty, especially um, the. Between the two years of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we had a bit of a budget cut, as shows do, sort of as they go on, you know, in multiple seasons. It just becomes more expensive to produce. And uh, so we had to cut back this year a bit. And uh, it really literally becomes like part of the writer's job to figure out how many VFX shots are there. Is this an asset? But when you're that doing Ghost Rider, you, you literally are counting. The seconds. The seconds that his head is on screen. How many shots? Because <laughs> two shots of Ghost Rider basically is what we were told. And we, we loved, knew. yeah, and we loved uh, that character, and we do love that character, and I think he'll always sort of live on our show, but he was extremely expensive to do. So I think that we had to use him sort of judiciously, but it's also, you also have to be good to your audience. You can't bring Robbie on screen mm. and not have Not. his head catch on fire like you can't do that episode that would be like the worst thing ever so we had to be really sort of careful and judicious about how we use him and and i think we did a good job of that but i think it was you know we wish that that we had more all the money. money in the world to, to right. do that because he was so cool and gabe luna was like such an amazing actor to work with and like so game and so into being ghost rider that like it was a joy so but we also knew then in terms of structuring our episode, which took place in a prison, that the entire episode was going to be building to this one moment. We couldn't have three sequences where Ghost Rider was going nuts mm-hmm. against a bunch of no, and that's prisoners. the that's the joy of Ghost Rider is like when is he going to come out? Like, yeah. So you play that a little bit, and we did a little bit of the sort of glowing eyes, and as sort of we had certain benchmarks. At least we talked about in the room, sort of like. If he's really angry, this, if he gets, then there's some, sometimes there's a little smoke. And then, the, you know, when he flames on, it's really. But you, you know. know what costs nothing? A clinched fist. Right. <laughs> you know, a couple of those. A shot of an angry clenched Close fist. Close on. Yeah, yeah. We need more B-roll clinched fists. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that's, I mean, but it's a negotiation. And I think uh, that's something that any, anybody you'll talk to who's a genre writer um, deals with. Uh, when when there's VFX shots, I'm sure if you look at the a show like The Expanse, which, which I'm a fan of, like is very smart about not having windows in their spaceships. Like, oh, I never thought about that. Screens and like I didn't think about it either till this year. We're doing a lot of space stuff, and we're like, oh, that's why The Expanse is literally just you know everybody staring at a screen and then you cut to a wide shot of of a ship doing a certain thing but like you don't have to show space out a window and things like that Fuck, i never thought about yeah, that so is genius all of the windows that we built on our set for this season are tucked away in a corner so you can shoot around them very easily or they have giant roll doors that come over them that are like cool looking shielding things um because it is every time you shoot a space shot. It's how much of your rewriting was dictated. How much of your rewriting was dictated by uh, the needs of production? It. I mean, it's always is, is but, but like uh, keeping with the Agents of Shield example, especially this season when you guys went to space. Like, 
how much rewriting, like how much was it you had a goal you shot for and then you had to sit back and go, we can't actually do, we can't send Coulson on a spacewalk. Yes. So how do we I mean, almost, that? almost every, almost every episode. Every episode say. had to deal with it because sometimes you don't understand how expensive something is that you're writing until somebody comes back from the props department or from VFX or special effects and you realize that this innocuous thing that you wrote, like, oh, three blasts out of the icer, and they're like, oh, every time you do that, it's 10 grand. You're like, oh, well, you can just use a gun. So we can't have a, a, wait, we can't have a laser gun shootout? And there's certain, you don't even understand and you learn yeah. as you go but by the time you've learned that lesson then you're on to the next thing so we did a lot of rewriting especially this season when we were in space because we were introducing new characters new tech new rules new creatures and understanding how all of that weighed on the production was like a learning curve yeah now for you guys so now let's I want to bring it back closer just when you guys are writing Mm -hmm. you know how does the process go for two people writing one thing you know the the who how does the arguments even start like if lily you want to change something and but you nora you're like well i don't want to change the thing i think it's working as this how do you play that how do you do that well we both sort of rewrite each other as the process goes on like usually one of us will take a stab at a scene and then hand it off to the other. So, like, I think by the end of the script, both of our fingerprints are on on every scene. Um, I think a lot of times, you know, I'll change something and Lil will go, why'd you take that out? And then I'll go, well, because of this, this, and this. And, you know, and it's kind of like, okay. And she's like, well, I was going to do this in this scene. And you're like, oh, all right, then put it back. You know, I mean, I think it's it's very collaborative in that way. But the, it's I think it's much easier when you're working for a show that you know the that there is a voice and there is a version that you pitched and that has been approved as opposed to writing a pilot, which it becomes a lot more subjective. So then difficult. let's, let's, let's talk about that, 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 that CBS pilot that didn't go. Uh-huh. Cause that's probably a good way to discuss it then. Yes. Yeah. Um, when you were writing that and for anyone who doesn't know the premise, the premise was Adam and Jamie are now fictional characters right. from Mythbusters. They're now fictional characters. The CIA has come to them and said, Hey, we want you guys to help us do CIA stuff. Right, correct. Um, Basically which, using practical special effects for their seemingly impossible right. missions. I think Adam Savage described it as, it's the movie FX if it was cool. <laughs> someone literally, right. when I when I wrote about it, someone literally said, so what's the difference between this and FX? And like, this, this, and this. And they go, so, okay, so it's FX. Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> cool. It's a myth bus. And I, I think that's one of those movies that people love the the idea of but they didn't necessarily love the movie like it kind of is one of those things that everybody's like ah this should have been great you know and and i think um that was sort of adam and jamie's vision of it was like all this cool stuff that they do and then also the fun dynamic of their personalities which was which is that they don't actually which is yeah they don't actually like each other they don't really get along but when they're actively doing a project or Working together, they have almost an unspoken communication between the two of them that right. that is that is like impressive. Like they'll they've said like they'll be like literally underwater working on something and look at each other and go, "Oh, I know what I need to do next." And they'll 
hand him the right tool because they just know. Right. And so yeah. part of the process of writing this pilot was doing as much research as we could and spending as much time with Adam and Jamie as we could. And then because of the way that we craft pitches, we go nuts. We basically break the pilot between each other. We have a huge document. We memorize it. We have... Um, the beginnings of a of a Bible. How and much so, rewriting is in the process of making that document? So much. Yeah. Months and months and, and months. And then also you have the input of your team that you're working with, the producers and sometimes the studio and before you even go into network. And then when you're actually writing it, everybody has thoughts. So And, so, and like the way that we have pitched um, the pilots that we've sold is that we basically pitch, you know, the beat sheet of this imaginary pilot. So when it was time to sit down and write it, yes, we had to figure out some tonal things. We had to kind of nail their voices of of the characters, but we had done so much work just in terms of story and and world building and and kind of Mm -hmm. knowing what threads we were going to pull moving forward that most of our rewriting that was done for the pilot was after we had gotten like some decent drafts. And then that's when we sat down next to each other and we literally sat shoulder to shoulder, Mm -hmm. put the script up on Nora's television and went line by line by line. Yeah. With like a keyboard in our lap. We'll basically like I'll plug in an HDMI and we'll sit there and like stare at it on a big screen together. And read it out loud. And one of us types. It sounds like one of the most important things is that, you know, it might be because you two are sisters in this case, but it's that there's a, there's an, like Adam and Jamie, there's a kinship. There's a similarity of some kind right. that makes it, you like, cause I, and I, I'm so curious about the process of rewriting with a partner because I went through a, my first ever co-writing experience last year mm-hmm. and the end result was the end result script. I love but the process of getting to that script nearly killed me. Right. Like, because it was just two people who are so diametrically opposed with such opposing views to one another. I'm the, you know, I'm the guy who says, you know, uh, Limitless was one of my favorite shows of of the last few years. Uh And he loves Cronenberg movies. You know what I mean? Those two personalities... Don't jive when they're actually try to work together, I think. I think you can. I mean, I think you can always find common ground, especially if it's a a project or a tone or something that you love. I think think because Lil and I are sisters and we have, like, a shared history in terms of when we saw what movies and what inspired us and, like, shows that we've known are each – because we've known each other our whole lives, that that there's an easy shorthand to it. And I think that that's helpful, but – I, I know, you know, from, from a, a lot of rooms and from a lot of friends' situations, writing with people, it's not always easy. I think what is the easy part about having a partner is when we go to script, it's like, all right, I'll take act one and two, and you take act three, four, and five, and then like two and a half days later, you're like, we've got a script. We are right. nailing Can it. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Let me tell you something. I recently, we can get into this, I recently, dis- and I've talked about many a time on this, on this particular season of the show, last year I discovered the beauty of having a real outline 
that allows you to jump around yeah. in the writing process and be like, I want to write Act 5 today. Yes. Yeah. Just because that's the one I want to do today. And we will do that. I'll be like, hey, Nora, I kind of have this action sequence in my head, even though it's Act 4. So if you want to start at the beginning, I'll start there. And then... As long as you have a detailed the, outline, yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. And that part of the process is smooth sailing. However, right. then the next part of the process where we put everything together and then I'll rewrite Nora and Nora will rewrite me and then negotiations start, right? right. And, and that, I think, is how where do, how do so much of your team, like being a team, is really time consuming. Right. And it's mostly just understanding, same, I would say the same lesson applies to any notes that you get from a showrunner, a studio, a network understanding the intention behind the change if it's like right. i was confused oh that's why you changed it like right i didn't think this was landing or i think this joke is inappropriate at this serious moment even if someone's like oh my god i love that line it's like i know but this is like heavy what's happening right right here. right so but is it always so that the, it but is, is it always that the change the change wins like it can't be because like no, no. i think a lot of times stuff goes back and and we always keep like every single version like our when when we finish a draft you look at our dropbox and it's like just files after files That's after crazy. files because because you can always go back to like the old version, and and Lila and I we joke because like Lila is is like like what was your nickname at at Haven? What, the knife. Oh, the knife. <laughs> Lila because she cuts. She cuts a lot. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So a lot of times I'm like, you cut that, and and then we'll look at the page and we'll go, oh, now we can put it back, you know. And or sometimes I'll be like, I think. I think we need the the quiet moment in that scene, and we don't need to rush to the next moment. And and I think a lot of what we learned, I think on suits especially too, then coming to Shield is that sometimes you you don't worry about page count initially, and you worry about the actual scene work. What, what and I think that that's been something that I I the last two I did, I stopped worrying about page count. And I just wrote the scene as like what's naturally like how is natural where do I feel like the scene will naturally end and when you realize is that like I you know I made an outline it was and I, what I did was actually I print I I made the outline I numbered the scenes and then uh-huh. printed out another page that just had numbers on it one through so the drama would have been uh one through twenty four uh-huh. right and start xing things out xing numbers out as I wrote the scene and. You, you 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 know twenty four times, you know two is you know forty eight, and right. most scenes are gonna some scenes are gonna be longer than two pages. You end up I end up with a fifty four page script in five days just by like following whatever I felt passionate about writing that right. day. I mean I I think for me personally I like to go in order. That's just me. Like and so do you always get the like act one act two? I probably yeah. I mean I think I I just I think it comes from. Uh, features and 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 having learned that first when I was in film school and I think that maybe because the first act is so crucial in every movie that it's like I you get you get stuck on it sometimes but I feel like I like to go in order I don't necessarily like to skip around because I also like to build on scenes and and say well there's a reason this person is acting this way it's because two scenes earlier this happened um but in that way, I'm I'm glad Lilla doesn't feel the same. Like she can sort of skip ahead and go. I'm I'm gonna do this. I'm like. Bring- to hear the rest of this episode, head on over to Patreon.com/slash Word Tetris.